Ephesians chapter 6 God's armor by way of introduction I want us to look at verses 10 and 11 10 and 11 my subject for this morning is preparing for battle preparing for battle read in verse 10 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil may not get this part finished this morning but we'll see how we get on finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might it doesn't take long for a newborn Christian to discover that they are in a battle that is having a desire to live for Christ they are in a battle against the world the flesh and the devil such are the enemies of every Christian the world the flesh and the devil and it is a battle that each Christian again who wants to live for the Lord who wants to live for God who wants to live a holy life it is a battle that every such Christian will face every single day of their lives first of all what do we mean when we speak about the world being an enemy it refers the world refers to the system around us that is opposed to God we wanted to look around us and see what's happening in the world and see how everything in the world is anti-God it is opposed to God to his laws to his commandments to his word turn please to 1st John 1st John chapter 2 there in 1st John chapter 2 and verse 15 we read the Lord or John here is speaking to Christians and he says to believers love not the world neither the things that are in the world listen to this if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him so that's plain enough that's blunt enough any man that loves the world the love of the father is not on him 
for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world and the world passeth away and the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever so again John here in his epistle is warning the believers not to fall in love with the world because anyone who professes to know Christ falls in love with the world the fashions of the world the ways of the world the wickedness of the world the words and the language of the world we hear that all the time John says the love of the father is not in that person they may say they love God they may say they love the Lord but if they love the world they don't love God at all that's what John is saying and so the Christian as I said who wants to live for the Lord and live out and out for God live a holy life they do battle with the world and all that is in it every day the world the flesh what do we mean or what does the word of God mean when it refers to the flesh the flesh is the old nature the old nature that we inherited from Adam we know what that is like the flesh lives contrary to God the flesh that we inherited from Adam is a nature that is opposed to God as opposed to God the world the flesh and the devil the devil we battle the devil as Christians we battle the devil every day a man challenged the Christian one day said to him says there's no such a person as the devil the Christian replied you get saved and you'll soon discover there is a devil and it is so true before your salvation when you walk according to the course of this world use the language of this world and live for this world you never thought about a devil by the moment you got saved and sought to live for the Lord you discovered there is indeed a devil they seek <coughs> to lead you contrary to the teachings of the word <coughs> and of the Lord 
Our enemy is the devil. Our enemy has many, goes by many different names. And the devil has given those these names to tell us a bit more about him because his names have meanings. Tell us about who he is and what he is. First of all, devil. Take the name devil. Devil means accuser. That's what he is. He is an accuser. He accuses God's people day and night. Turn over to Revelation. Revelation chapter 12. Revelation 12. And here we're given a number of names for the devil. Revelation 12, verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan so there's four names for him the great dragon serpent devil and Satan which deceiveth the whole world he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser there he is the accuser of our brethren is cast out which accused them before our God day and night and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death what is it he's the accuser of the brethren you sin you'll find the devil will come and accuse you and he'll say, you're not saved at all. You're not a Christian at all. He is the accuser of the brethren. That's what devil means. Now let's look at Satan. And remember, we're talking about our enemy. We're talking here about our enemy and the need to put on the whole armor of God because of the enemy that we have. He's called Satan. We just read that in Revelation 12. Satan means adversary. He's our adversary. He's against us. He's against us. He's against God. He's our adversary. He's also called the tempter. And don't we know all about that? 
How often does the devil tempt us day by day to do that which we know is not right in the eyes of God. Nevertheless, he'll tempt us. He's called the tempter for Matthew 4, verse 3. The Lord's 40 days of temptation in the wilderness were told, and when the tempter came to him. He's also called a murderer. He's called a murderer and a liar. So you can't trust the devil. He is a liar. The truth is not in him. Whatever the devil tells you, he's a liar. Whatever the devil promises you, remember, he's a liar. He's a murderer and a liar. John 8 and verse 44. Peter tells us something about him. 1 Peter 5 and verse 8. Peter describes him as a lion. Who goes about seeking whom he may devour. You ever been to the lion park? Remember going there a few times? If you go round about feeding time, say round about one o'clock. And you see the lions in their cages. And they're restless. They just pace up and down and up and down and up and down. And boy do they remind you of the devil. For Peter says, he goeth about. He's restless. Goeth about seeking whom he may devour. So he's a lion, this enemy of ours. He's also described, Genesis 3 and 1, and we read there also in Revelation 12 and 9, he's described as a serpent. We all know all about the serpent in the Garden of Eden, how he came crawling in. He's a serpent. The Apostle Paul has another name for him. Remember, this is our enemy. Strange how people, you hear people making jokes about the devil, laughing at the devil. Oh, it's the devil did that. But here we're looking at who the devil is. We've already seen something of him. A murderer, a liar, a serpent, you wouldn't trust a serpent, would you? Paul says, as for Satan, himself is transformed into an angel of light. There's another name for him, another description for him. He's an angel of light, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. 
an angel of light. Paul is here saying the devil may look harmless. He may look like an angel of light. He may appear to you as an angel of light. But he's a murderer. He's a liar. He's a serpent. He's the accuser of the brethren. Paul again in describing our enemy describes him this way. He says the God of this world there's another name for him. The God of this world or the world the word world there means age. The God of this age And isn't that true? Don't you see it every single day? The God of this world. <clears throat> you look what's happening in the world. You look at why the world is behaving at this time. You see how the men and the women of this world behave. He's the God of this world. And he had blinded the minds of them which believe not. Blinded them. They don't see the danger they are in. He blinded their minds. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4. And so here in these names, and the meaning of the names we are brought to realize what kind of an enemy we face every day if you're a Christian you want to live for the Lord you want to live a separated life you want to live a holy life here you have your enemy here in these names we see that we face a cruel, cunning, callous enemy. And we face him every day. Every day. Pity the man or the woman who knows not Christ. Who knows not the Lord. And therefore have no power of resistance against the devil. Against the God of this world. Against this serpent. This tempter. The Apostle Paul recognized the plight of those. Who are without Christ. They are, if we can use the term. At the mercy of of this evil individual this wicked spirit this wicked person Paul said and that they may recover themselves out of the snare the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him 
at his will. No resistance. The devil takes the man or the woman of the world, the man or the woman who knows not Christ, he sets snares for them and he takes them captive at his will because of no power, of no strength, no resistance against the devil. 2 Timothy 2 and 26. And we know by the devil, this devil, this enemy has brought wreck and ruin to many a life, leaving a trail of destruction behind them. Broken homes, broken lives, broken families. That is the work of the devil make no mistake about it the devil is behind it all is it any wonder then that Paul gives the believers here in Ephesus this word of exhortation we've looked at the enemy and Paul says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So here's Paul's exhortation. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. There's the answer, Christian, to overcoming and defeating the devil and knowing victory over this our adversary here's the answer be strong in the Lord there's the answer and in the power of his might we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might so here we have first of all in this verse 10 here we have Paul and his word of advice. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Given what we have learned about our enemy, we need to be prepared for the battle then. That's what we're dealing with. Preparing for battle. And how do we prepare? We need to be strong in the Lord. We need to have power, the power of His might, if we're to overcome this evil, this evil enemy of ours. And Paul here gives words of advice about making such preparation. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Paul begins first of all by speaking about the persons the persons finally my brethren there's the person there's the one who is speaking to and when Paul addressed his words to my brethren 
need to make it clear that Paul was not only speaking to those believers in Ephesus. No. He's speaking to all believers. And so you look at those words, you look at verse 10, finally, my brethren, it's as if Paul's standing here, Paul is addressing you. He's addressing all believers. Finally, my brethren, that includes us. As he said elsewhere, in Romans 15, verse 4, these things are written for your learning. And so here is a word for us. A word to make preparation for our daily battle with the devil. The apostle, of course, was one who was engaged in this daily battle. Only to read his epistles. Indeed, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 8. Verse 18, rather. Paul says, Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. See, he's the enemy. Satan sought to hinder the Apostle Paul in his work for the Lord. He wanted to come to the church at Thessalonica again to minister to the saints, but Paul said, Satan hindered us. There's the enemy. He's there, you see, he's at work. The same word, hindered, is used in Galatians 5, verse 7. When Paul said, speaking to the believers of Galatia, he says, ye did run well. You were going on with God, doing well, going on with God. Then he says, who did hinder you? Same word. That ye should not obey the truth. That tells you who hindered the believers. Ye did run well, who did hinder you? that ye should not obey the truth. That word hinder is a most interesting word. The word hinder is a word that means to cut. Now that doesn't tell us a great deal. But you look at the word further and it's used in connection with cutting or breaking up a road. That happens from time to time. Contractors are working on the road and yet there's a diversion. You can't go that road that has been broken up and cut up. That's the word that's used here. And so you put it in connection with what Paul said to the Thessalonians. Wherefore we would have come unto you, 
I call once and again that Satan hindered us. Satan broke up the road and hindered us from getting to you. That's what he does. And regarding the believers of Galatia, when the Lord said, or when Paul said, ye did run well, who did hinder you? In other words, Satan broke up the road, their pathway of progress. They wanted to go on with God, but Satan broke up that road and hindered the believers at Galatia from going on with God. He hindered their progress. They were not making spiritual progress and the devil was behind them. And you can be sure of that. If a professing believer is not making spiritual progress, the devil is behind it. The devil's breaking up the road of progress. The devil is hindering any spiritual progress that a believer is seeking to make. Satan hindered Paul from returning to the church of Thessalonica. As it were, he broke up the road back to Thessalonica. Gives you a great picture of what the devil is about and how Satan has hindered the progress of God's work in the past. It's all he's about. To hinder God's work. Remember in the early days of our denomination, new congregations were springing up throughout the province. There's one uh, group of believers wanted to start a free Presbyterian church. They wanted to get a piece of property to build a church. And they find this piece of property out in the country. And they applied for this piece of property. And whenever the folk round about heard about it, They started to drive up and down the road past this piece of property on a regular basis. And their argument was, oh, you couldn't have a church building there. Look at the traffic that's on this road. It was all a bluff. It was all the work of the devil to seek to hinder the progress of the work of God of building a church for the preaching of the gospel. The devil was behind it all. That particular road that, that, <coughs> that the folk wanted to build a church on, it was a very quiet road. It's a country road. But when the neighbours round about heard there was going to be a free Presbyterian church there, they would drive up and down, up and down the road day after day. And say, oh, you couldn't have a building here. Look at the traffic that's on this road. The devil was behind it. As well as the persons. <coughs> we notice the position. What did Paul say? Finally, my brethren, be strong 
in the Lord in the Lord there's our position addressing the brethren addressing the believers he was addressing those who were in the Lord so Paul's words were directed not to those who were out of the Lord not to those who were out of Christ but to those who were in the Lord to those who were in Christ that is those who were brought into Christ through salvation that's what happens when we're born again we're brought into Christ just as Paul said, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He has experienced the new birth, you see. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Turn to Galatians. Just the epistle before Ephesians. Galatians. Chapter 3. Galatians 3, verse 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. He's, of course, addre addressing the believers of the church of Galatia. And he says to those believers, Ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now, Paul talked there about baptized into Christ. He's not talking about water baptism. He's talking about the new birth. When a person is saved, and they're born again, they're baptized into Christ. That's what he said there in the verse 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Three times in those verses Paul speaks about being in Christ. And we're in Christ through salvation. That's what Paul is teaching. And that shows us such an adversary that we have a roaring lion who goeth about seeking whom he may devour that tells us something that being in Christ is the safest place to be Amen you can't find a safer place than being in Christ Remember what we said earlier, what Paul said? He lays the snare and he takes the individual captive at his will. Because the sinner has no resistance 
no power against the devil but when you're in Christ you're safe safe from the devil Paul 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11 said lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices lest Satan should get an advantage of us it's good to be in Christ 2 Timothy 2 verse 26 Paul says better to be in Christ rather than fall into the snare of the devil there it is again he lays the snare the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will taken captive at his will you look around and again you see men and women in this world and how they live they have been taken captive the devil has snared them there's only one way of escape from that snare that's the blood of Christ it's the power of the Saviour <coughs> Satan is too crafty for us. And sometimes we who are in Christ are snared by the devil too. So we need to have on the whole armor of God. We need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might see we've seen something of our enemy we've seen something of what God's word tells us about the devil and remember this is God's description of the devil this is God's description of Satan this isn't something made up by man God tells us what an enemy we face every day And so we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We've seen the persons, my brethren. We've seen the power, or sorry, we've seen the position in Christ. We need to be in Christ. And then we have the power. Here is the way to victory over the devil. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. There's the path to victory over the devil. Be strong in the Lord. Those who are in Christ. When we have Christ and when we're in him, we can overcome the devil 
because we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. You look at that verse. Paul speaks about being strong, power, and might. The Lord here through Paul is telling us this is what we need if we're going to defeat the devil in our lives. We need to be strong in the Lord. We need the power of the Lord. We need the might of the Lord. This is a real battle that we are in. First of all, he says, be strong in the Lord. Those words, be strong, are in the present tense and literally mean be clothed, be clothed with strength. Just like no matter where you go outside the door, you put clothes on. And so it is with us spiritually. We're to be clothed. We're to be clothed always. Always clothed with power, with might. We ought to be clothed always with power. It ought to be our daily spiritual dress. spiritual strength and power that is in the Lord you see that finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might his power his strength and his might it's the only way you're going to defeat the devil it's the only way you're going to live a victorious life <coughs> that is never think let us never think that we can defeat the devil or with the devil by our own wisdom, by our own strength and power. We'll fail every time. I tell you, we will fail every time. As we read in Zechariah 4 and verse 6, it's not by might nor by power it's not my might or it's not my power but by my spirit saith the Lord of hosts that's where we get our might and our power and our strength from by the spirit of God same word <coughs> strong finally my brethren be strong in the Lord the same word is used in Acts 9 and verse 19 regarding conversion of Saul of Tarsus there on the road to Damascus and we read and when he had received meat he was strengthened that is the Lord strengthened him. His strength came 
from God. And when Paul here speaks about the power of his might, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The word power there means dominion. As in Revelation 1 and verse 6. And once again, it is God's dominion, God's power we need to overcome the devil. Go back there in Ephesians 1. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? What is the exceeding greatness of his power? to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power and believer it's such power as this that you and I need if we're going to live a victorious life and we're going to know victory over the devil day by day that shows us how strong our foe is. Think of it. We need the mighty power of God. That tells us man does not have the power to overcome and defeat the devil. We need instead the mighty power of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might in the mighty power of the might of God that's what we need that's the advice that Paul gives be strong in the Lord the power of his might we'll have to leave it there for today Next Lord's Day, Lord willing, we shall look at Paul and his word of advice, and then Paul and his <coughs> word about armor. What he has to say about the armor before we actually get looking at the pieces of the armor. Preparing for battle. The Lord bless his word to our hearts. Let's pray. Lord, dear Lord, thou hast shown us afresh today the enemy that we face. Thou hast shown us, Lord, that we want to live holy lives. We want to live for God. Then this is what we must do. We must be strong in the Lord the power of his might Lord we see no wonder and before the apostles went out to preach the word they needed to be filled with the Holy Ghost and with power with power for they would face the enemy 
they would seek to deliver the word and win souls for Christ and need the power of God the almighty power of God Lord we do as well Lord write thy word upon our hearts today and we take it earnestly to heart May we think about it today. Meditate upon it. Our Lord be with us. Again bless all of our congregation. Here present and those unable to be present today. Keep us healthy and well and safe and are going out and coming in. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit Abide and remain with us now and forevermore. Amen.